to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net. Thank you so much to Jerry for uh, supporting the show that way. You can also become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters. For as little as $2 per month, just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, I think my voice sounds better than it did in yesterday's episode, though it's still not uh, quite 100%. I found out the day after I recorded that episode that I had COVID-19. So I had to take some time off from uh, recording, take care of myself, but I'm feeling up to getting caught up today. So let's go ahead and uh, take a listen to today's episode of Dangerous Assignment. The original air date is July the 23rd of 1949, and the title of today's episode is On Safari for a Nigerian Manganese. The National Broadcasting Company brings you Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. The time near midnight, the place Nigeria, West Africa. Two men stand on the swaying observation platform of a train which winds its way across a yawning chasm between two mountains. This gorge we're crossing looks pretty deep. Yeah, about a thousand feet. I didn't realize there were so many mountains in West Africa. This is the third trestle we've been over in the last hour. It is hilly country. But soon we reach the inland plateau where it is more level. Oh, you've been around this neck of the woods before, huh? Yeah. Oh, incidentally, I don't think we've met. I'm Russ Holden. Yeah, I know. Huh? I have been following you, Herr Holden. Following you? Hey, wait a minute. Get away from me. This is where you get off, Herr Holden. No, no, You've seen him as Sergeant Markov in Bo Guest, as Charles Dana in Two Years Before the Mast. And now, here is our star, Brian Donlevy, in another two-fisted portrayal as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. Flight 11 for Miami, Puerto Rico, Cape Verde Islands, and Dakar, West Africa. Now ready to depart. All aboard, please. Get your plane, Steve. Come on. Look, Ruth, I still don't know what this is all about. One minute I'm doing a smooth rumble with a smooth blonde. The next minute you're dragging me to a taxi, shoving passports and plane tickets down my throat. I can't help it, Steve. I just do what the commissioner tells me. Oh, oh, there he is, over at his car. 
Steve, Ruth, over here. Coming, Commissioner. Ruth, will you see that Steve's suitcase is checked aboard the plane? Okay, Commissioner. Steve, let's get in my car a minute. We can talk there. Okay. Now, make this quick, Steve. You're leaving for Nigeria, West Africa, in five minutes. West Africa? Now, now, look, Commissioner. We've got to move fast, Steve. We may be too late as it is. What do you mean? One of our men has been over there two weeks, Russ Holden. He was to send a report back not later than noon today. We haven't heard a word from him. Well, maybe he got delayed. I don't think so, Steve. I'm afraid Russ is dead. Dead? Look, what's this all about? Manganese. Manganese? That stuff they used making steel? Yes. Last week, all shipments of manganese to this country were suddenly cut off. We think the interests behind that move are trying to form a worldwide manganese cartel. If they succeed, our entire steel industry will be crippled. I still don't see what all this has to do with West Africa. Two weeks ago, we heard rumors that a rich vein of manganese had been discovered over there in the border country of northern Nigeria. Oh, I see. That area is controlled by a native tribal chief named Soba. And you sent Russ to negotiate with this Soba, huh? Yes. We want Soba to sign an agreement permitting United Nations representatives to start mining operations in that area. And we've got to get to him before the agents of the cartel do. And that's where I come in? On the surface, you'll be a foreign correspondent trying to get an interview with Soba. Let it get out, you're looking for him. Also, that you're trying to locate another foreign correspondent, Russ Holder. Lucky me. I get to play target. I'm afraid so. It's the quickest way of flushing the opposition out into the open. Steve, you'll be up against a tough outfit. They'll stop at nothing to keep you from getting to Soba. They'll throw every obstacle in your path they can including a bullet. Great. And they'll be trying to get the Soba ahead of you, too. Steve, the plane's ready to take off. Okay, Ruth. Your first stop in Nigeria will be the Alexandria Hotel. We know Russ stayed there for a while. Alexandria Hotel, right. Steve, if Russ is still alive, find him and work together. If he isn't, go it alone. But above all, get through to Soba and get him to sign that agreement. You've got your assignment. Good luck. Welcome to the Alexandria Hotel. You wish a room? Yeah, and a blotter. This rain is even more so than what the Florida papers say about California. Please sign here, sir. Mm. This is the rainy season, you know. No kidding. From now until October, sir. <laughs> you sound proud of it. You mean it's this way all over Nigeria? Off and on, sir. Fine. Mr. Steve Mitchell, United States. Mm. Boy, take Mr. Mitchell's suitcase to room 22. Will you be staying with us long, Mr. Mitchell? No longer than I can help. I shouldn't be here at all. Sir? I'm a foreign correspondent. A friend of mine was supposed to do a story over here, but I guess he wandered into a bar somewhere and forgot all about it. So now I have to do it. What was your friend's name? Holden. Russ Holden. Why, Mr. Holden stayed at this hotel while he was in Lagos. When did he check out? Several days ago. I believe he took the train to Kugama. Kugama? Where's that? It's inland and to the north, Mr. Mitchell. It is a long trip by train. What kind of country is it up there? Oh, very wild, sir. Uh-huh. Well, I guess I'm going to need more suitable clothes. Is there a store around here where I can get outfitted? Oh, yes, indeed, sir. Carter's. It's right in the next block. Okay. I'll uh, give it a whirl as soon as I get out of these wet clothes. Right up the stairs until you're right, sir. The boy will have your room all ready for you. Yes, sir. 
What can I do for you? Let me see your register. You wish a room? Let me look at that register. <laughs> Why, sir? What business have you with... <clears throat> Register, give it to me. All right, but... Let's have it. Mm. So he is Steve Mitchell. Uh, you may have it back. I don't understand. You ought to say nothing about this. Forget all about me, do you understand? But no, I don't understand. To help you forget... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. What can I do for you? The uh, clerk at the hotel told me I could get some clothes for the back country here. But I see you've got some other customers over there. I can wait. To tell the truth, sir, it's a relief to wait on you. Uh, what? That gentleman over there with the pith helmet on backwards is Mr. Brighton. He's being outfitted for his first hunt, and waiting on people like that is always a trying experience. Hmm. Who's the girl? She don't look very trying. That is Mrs. Brighton. Luckily, they've hired one of the best guides around here, the tall gentleman, Mr. Campbell. Well, fix me up with whatever I'll need, huh? Let's see now. You'll want a tunic and... Mr. Brighton, watch out with that rifle, Mr. Brighton! Hey! Are you all right, sir? Yeah, two inches to the right, and I wouldn't be. Oh, my goodness! Brighton, put down that gun before it goes off again. Are you okay, mister? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm so dreadfully sorry, old man. Look, where'd you learn to handle a gun anyway? Why, I, well, you see, I, I was trying to find out how to load it. And, yeah, you uh, found out all right. Uh, such a stupid accident. I'm frightfully sorry. Peter, I think you've distinguished yourself enough for one day. Let's go back to the hotel. I need a drink. That's probably a good idea, Mr. Bryden. I'll attend to the rest of the stuff. All right. Now, look, old man. Yeah, I... yeah, you're frightfully sorry. Let's let it go at that. Peter! Come in, my dear. I'm very sorry this happened to my store, so I'll get an outfit together immediately. Okay. Ought to be an easier way of making a living than this. Yeah. I can't say I'd care to play nursemaid to a trigger-happy tenderfoot like that. <laughs> oh, incidentally, I'm Steve Mitchell. Laird Campbell. Cigarette? Oh, thanks. American, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being a guide, you expect a certain percentage of lemons, but it looks like I hit the jackpot this time. To make it worse, Brighton's decided there's only one spot in Nigeria where he wants to hunt. Way up north, past Kugama. Kugama? Yeah. Tomorrow we're taking that stinking train. Uh, look, Campbell, I'm a foreign correspondent, and I'm supposed to get a story on a tribal chief up there. Soba? Yeah. You know him? Yes, yes, I've hunted around there a couple of times. Hmm. He gave me this good luck charm a few years ago. Oh. Yeah. Say, how would I go about getting to Soba's village? Oh, it's a pretty rugged country. You have to pack in from Kugama. Say, our safari will be headed in that direction. Why don't you go along with us? I could take you right to Soba's village. Well, I wouldn't want to inconvenience you. Oh, nonsense. No inconvenience. Believe me, I'd be glad of the company. And I don't think Brighton would have any objections. How about it? Well, that's a thought, Campbell. Thanks for the offer. I tell you, we can talk about it on the train to Kugama, huh? Okay. See you on board, Mitchell. What a cattle train. When do we get to Kugama, anyhow? Tomorrow noon. Care for another drink, Mrs. Brighton? Sure, I'd care for one, but... Better not. Hmm? 
Look at Peter over there, scowling away. He thinks I've had too many already. Oh, Mr. Brighton doesn't approve, huh? He's one of those physical fitness bugs. He must have read about Teddy Roosevelt when he was a kid. He's been trying to live dangerously ever since. <laughs> you know, you sound like you come from my side of the Atlantic. Kansas City. Oh, how did you happen how to... How did I happen to wind up Mrs. Brighton? Who knows? One day I'm in the chorus at the Palladium in London. The next day, I'm Mrs. Peter Brighton. And I've been on a bicycle ever since. I think I'll have that drink after all. Lola, getting late. Hmm. You can read me like a book. Oh, well. Is this seat next to you occupied, sir? No, no, help yourself. Thank uh, you. What were you saying about being on a bicycle, Mrs. Brighton? Last year it was pig-sticking in India. Have you ever been pig-sticking? Not that I know of. Your husband must have a lot of time on his hands. Doesn't oh, he sure. work? He works. He's always got some big conference going on. He fools around with a lot of different interests, oils, mining, stuff like that. I see. Well, it's getting late. I think I'll turn in. Okay. See you in the morning, Mrs. Brighton. Good night, Mr. Mitchell. All right. It is very amusing. What? Permit me. I am Varchek. What's amusing? That everyone is suddenly going to Kogama. Oh, for years, I have operated trading posts up there, and nobody pay any attention to that region. But now, suddenly, everyone is interested in it. No. Does a hunting party and a newspaper hack after a story constitute everybody, Warcheck? <laughs> this hunting expedition and the story you seek, they would not by any chance have to do with the rumors of a discovery of manganese ore in that region, would they? You're doing the talking. If you prefer, I will confine my conversation to the scenery. Like I say, you're doing the talking. As a matter of fact, we are passing through some very beautiful country right now. Oh? Yes. We are approaching a gorge which is quite spectacular. The view from the observation platform is a rewarding one. Hmm. Is it? Well, I could do with some fresh air anyway. Thanks. You are quite welcome, sir. <laughs> Good evening. Oh, enjoying the view? Yeah, that's some gorge we're going over. Yeah, it is almost a thousand feet deep, Herr Mitchell. Mitchell? How come you know my name? Who are you? Hey, what are you doing? Get your hands off me, will you? This what is where you get off, Mitchell? Watch out, a friend who reach you down there. Let go of me, will you? Yeah! The National Broadcasting Company is bringing you Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell in the third of an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment. Okay. Yeah. That was close. What happened, Mr. Mitchell? Mr. Campbell and I were sitting in the smoking car. We saw a man follow you outside, and then there were sounds of a fight. There was a fight, Vortek. The other guy lost. Over the side, huh? Uh-huh. That was some view you sent me out here to see, Vortek. 
Or wasn't that what you had in mind? I do not understand. What's the next town we get to, Campbell? Kano. Be there in a few minutes. But I have about a four-hour layover there. Telegraph office in the station? Yeah. Telegraph office? Yeah. The press association I work for is very strange, Warcheck. They like me to send them stories now and then. So that's what I'm going to do, if it's all right with you. Here's Steve's report, Commissioner. Good, let's have it. Considerable interest being shown in manganese air by tenderfoot hunter named Brighton and trader named Warcheck. I'm joining Brighton Safari to vicinity Chief Sober's village. Good. Sounds like he's been a busy bee, Commissioner. Oh, wait a minute. Almost got tossed into Canyon two hours ago. What? Afraid Russ Holden wasn't as lucky as I was. Oh, I was afraid of something like that, Ruth. Poor Russ. Wait, there's more. I have two-hour layover here in Cano. I'm borrowing one of Campbell's native gun bearers to take me back to that ravine I almost got shoved into. Let's see. We're just about under that railroad trestle right now, Zuru. Juana, look! Not a pretty sight, is it? Yeah, that's the guy who jumped me all right, Zuru. Juana? Yeah? I have seen that man before. What? Where? No can remember. Well, try to remember. Zuru, try. It's very important. Let's see. He ought to have some identification here in his wallet. There it is. Hans Graber. Hmm. Never heard of him. Wanna? Wanna? Me yeah. find something? What is it? Here. A wristwatch. Bones, too. It's Russ Holden's wristwatch. Train leaves station soon. Time to go back, Wanna? Yeah. Come on, Zero. Thanks for lending me your boy, Campbell. He's a good one. Yeah, Zero? One of the best. He lived around this north country most of his life. Matter of fact, he belongs to Soba's tribe. Oh? Mr. Mitchell, did you find anything at the bottom of a ravine? I found what I was looking for, Warcheck. The body of man who attacked you? Such a beastly thing to happen, old boy. Somebody have a grudge against you or some such silly thing? Apparently somebody does, Brighton. Still the man of mystery, Mr. Mitchell. Look, Warchek. Warchek, I've got one rule on safari. Everybody minds his own business. But of course, Mr. Campbell. Warchek going with us? Yeah. He asked Brighton if he could tag along as far as his trading post. Always glad of company. Helps keep my wife from getting bored. How much longer before we get there, Campbell? I will pull into Kugama about noon. It'll take a couple of hours to load the jeeps. That'll get us started around two. By sunset tonight, we'll be camped in the bush.
How about putting some more wood on the fire, Campbell? Yeah, sure thing. Give me a hand, will you, Mitchell? Okay, Campbell. That's better. What was that? Big cat out there somewhere. Good, good. Maybe we'll get a crack at him tomorrow. I can hardly wait. First a wonderful ride on a stuffy train, and a few charming hours bouncing in a jeep. Now a mangy lion waiting for us. How did I get so lucky? Well, if you will all excuse me, I think I will go to my tent. That's a good idea. Me too. Well, it'll be a good idea if we all turn in pretty soon. We'll want to get started by dawn. Who's out there? Zorro. Oh, oh. Come on in, Zorro. What is it? Wanna Campbell with you? No. Uh, Campbell's in his tent, isn't Not he? in tent. Well, wait a minute. He said he was going to check the jeeps before he turned in. We'll look for him there. Uh, something I can do, Zorro? No. Me talk to Wanna Campbell. Oh, incidentally, have you remembered yet where you saw that dead guy in the ravine? Me only talk to Wanna Campbell. Only talk to Wanna Campbell. Hmm. What's with him? Mr. Mitchell. Huh? It's Marla Brighton. Oh, hi. What can I do for you? Buy me a drink. Afraid I don't have anything. Oh, fine. I might have known Peter would carefully omit any liquor from his provision list. <coughs> but what was that? Came from over there in that brush. Campbell! Campbell! Here I am, Mitchell. Zuru. Oh, what happened? Just going back to my tent. I heard Zuru scream, found him like this. His throat's been cut. Campbell, Campbell, what's all the what noise about? that frightful scream, my... Good heavens. Best boy I ever had. And he's dead. Murdered. Murdered? By whom? That's just what I'm wondering, Wachek. Perhaps a fight with one of the other bearers. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> The sun's coming up. We'll leave as soon as Brighton's ready. Uh, look, Campbell, maybe I better head for Sobu's village this morning instead of tagging along with you, huh? I wouldn't advise you trying it alone, Mitchell. I'll take you over there later, as soon as Brighton's had enough hunting for the day. Okay. Is the Warcheck going with us this morning? No, he said he'd rather stay here at camp. Hmm. Say, Campbell, hmm? I didn't get a chance to talk to you last night after Zuru was murdered, but I think I know why he got it. What do you mean? Zuru told me that he'd seen the guy who tried to push me off the train before. Huh? Where had he seen him? I don't know. But I think he remembered last night and wanted to tell you about it. I wish he could have found me sooner. Uh, here comes Brighton. We can start now. Hey, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to stick pretty close to Brighton while we're out in the bush. <laughs> Afraid his gun may go off accidentally in your direction again? Yeah. I might not be so lucky this time. What time is it, Mitchell? Five to eight. Sitting in this jeep in the middle of the jungle is not my idea of sport. The sun is getting hotter by the minute, and so are the mosquitoes. Yeah. What's keeping Campbell? 
said he and his gun bearer would pick up the trail of that lion and come right back for us. He's been gone almost an hour. Well, he'll probably be along in a few minutes, Brighton. Well, this isn't turning out at all the way I'd hoped. But I suppose I shouldn't have expected anything else. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm sick of the whole business. I should never have let Campbell talk me into coming way up here in this godforsaken country. It was Campbell's idea to come up here? He said it was yours. Oh, no. He told me the hunting was better around here. Come on. Hmm? Get out of this jeep. Let's get into the brush. Hurry up. Oh, but Campbell told us to stay in this clearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably circling around behind us right now. Come on. Mitchell, I don't understand. Neither did I. Until just now. Here, into this brush. Get down. But why is Campbell shooting at us? Not us. Me. Look, you sit tight right here and you'll be okay. It's me he's after. Uh, Mitchell, where are you going? Soba's village. It's about two miles west of here. I hope. Hey, what's that? Sounds like the village just ahead. Yeah, there it is. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, it's some square dance. Ah, well, here goes. (laughs) Hey, look. Don't let me stop the feast. If one of you will just tell me where your chief is. It is not feast. Death does. Who are you? I want to talk to Soba, your chief. Is he around? Moronga, Jolo. Hey, now, wait a minute. Look. Moronga, what is it? Wild men want to talk to you. Is your name Soba? Yes, you come at bad time, white man. We have death dance for one of my people, Zuru. Bring his body into village this morning. Yeah, I know. Look, Soba, this is important. I've got to talk to you right away. Go to my hut, white man. We finish death dance, then we talk. Arunga! You sound like men who speak with straight tongue, Juana Mitchell. Maybe your people are right ones to dig in my ground for metal. Good. But you are too late. What? Other man promised my tribe much food and medicine. What other man? His trader man, Warchek. Warchek? Oh, looks like I pegged the wrong guy. Where is he? He's still in village. Yeah, I see him. Over by that other hut. Uh, excuse me, Silver. Warchek. Warchek. Ah, Mr. Mitchell. It would seem you arrived too late. Now look, Warchek. I've been through too much in this deal to let that cartel you're working for come out on top now. But you're mistaken, Mitchell. I work for no cartel, but for myself. Why? You are bidding for mining rights. Cartel is also bidding for them. What more profitable place for me than in the middle where I can do business with the highest bidder? I... Ah! 
Warcheck. Looks like Warcheck didn't stay in the middle very long. Campbell. Any agreement Warcheck has with the chief is void now. And with you out of the way, Mitchell, I think we'll be able your, to... Your man Garber missed, huh? So you're going to finish the job yourself? Yeah. You ought to get a promotion for this, Campbell. Uh-uh. Just money. A lot of it. Yeah. Enough money so you didn't even mind killing Zuru when you realized he remembered seeing you and Graber together. That's a lie. So, but it's not true. Mitchell here killed Zuru. You killer of Zuru. Look, Soba, I tell you, I didn't kill Zuru. It was Mitchell. White Hunter lies. When my men pick up Zuru's body, they find good luck charm I gave you long time ago. What? Oh, I... I must have dropped it when I bent over Zuru after he died. No. Good luck charm under Zuru's body. Barunga! Uh, no. No, no, Soba. Barunga Blogan! No! No! Mitchell! You... Good, Morunga. Good. He kill one of my people, he die. You don't waste any time, Silva. Mitchell. What? Come. We go to my hut. We talk some more. Good. You can sign the agreement. I have the papers right here. No sign. What? What? Why? Soba, no sign name. Soba can only make X. Oh, well, look, Chief, don't worry about that. Right now, your ex is going to look like a million bucks to me. Come on. just heard the third in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Dangerous Assignment is written by Bob Reif and directed by Bill Karn, with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time, when Brian Donlevy, starring as Steve Mitchell, will embark on another Dangerous Assignment. <laughs> This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Welcome back. Well, what a way to open an episode with the first agent getting pushed right off the train and then hearing the theme music. I also liked how we skipped going into the office, which really does uh, establish the urgency of the particular case. And as much as I poked fun at the first two weeks episodes, I thought this just did a very good job establishing the mission, why it was urgent, and then really quickly getting Steve right into the action. I also like the way they worked it out uh, with the solution in the end. Because at first you think the tour guide did it, and you're pretty sure of that, in fact. But then you have the other guy who was just kind of operating independently, and it looks like, well, maybe he was behind it. 
But then, nope, it uh, turns out that he had nothing to do with it, and we're back to our actual villain. And I think that that's, you know, pretty, pretty good writing. It's helpful to have characters who come into play who are not really part of the main conflict, but they come into involvement because of their own independent efforts, and also to have uh, bystanders. Uh, people who, you know, like the uh, uh, British gentleman and his uh, wife, you know, they are the type of characters who could have turned out to be the villains, but, you know, really were just what they seemed to be. Now we turn to uh, some listener comments and feedback. And I had a comment from Stephen, uh, who spotted something in the first episode of Dangerous Assignment. Over on Facebook, he writes, I enjoy the glimpses of culture of the 40s or 50s. I bought fried chicken for the first time in my life, so commercial fried chicken is a novelty. Well, a great call out, Stephen, in quoting uh, Steve Mitchell. And it's not something I noticed just because it's hard for me to wrap my uh, brain around it. This episode was recorded three years before the founding of Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think that your average listener in 1949 might very well think of it as Southern cuisine, at least in its origin. When I was growing up, it's just fried chicken, and it was ubiquitous. I did not grow up uh, well off, and fried chicken from the grocery store, $3.99 for a bucket. So it's truly astonishing that a little more than 30 years before I was born, you had Steve Mitchell mentioning it like it's, you know, a new novelty item. And it does bring up the fact that despite, you know, so many things that are similar in the way that people lived and even approached life, it was a drastically different world and things have changed remarkably quickly in a relatively short period of time. Most often we'll see that with technology, but sometimes it even happens with food. Thanks for the comments, Stephen. And now we have a com or a couple of different uh, comments uh, regarding the end of Man Called X. And this one comes off of Twitter. A bit of a fantastic ending, but fitting. Was it me or did Mr. Marshall nearly choke up on the last line of the credits? It's fascinating uh, to how relevant to current events some of the stories were even fictionalized. What a great window into how people experienced uh, the Cold War. Well, thanks so much for the comment, Evan. And I do think he was a little bit uh, emotional. Not too much, but this is a series that he'd been recording off and on for eight years. I also think he put a lot of heart and energy into that. Performance. I also agree the series does give some insights into the Cold War and what it was like to go through it. Um, it does go back, you know, further than that, though. The 1947-48 series and some of the episodes from 1946 uh, that are out there capture a lot of the feelings and concerns of post-war world even prior to the Cold War. It's had some really interesting opportunities to go and research. I think that 
there may not have been any single series that I've done more checking into what was going on in the world at the time the episode was being made to fully understand the significance of different plots and different storylines. Well, thanks so much for the comment. And then we have this from Eric on Facebook. Eric writes, now that's a series finale. Bombs, poisoning, air raids, the chief in the field, Bill Conrad, Paul Freeze, a screaming Adolf freaking Hitler, and ending it all on a quote from Jesus. If this had been anything but the series finale, I'd have thought they had lost their minds. If you're going to go out, you might as well go out big and throw every crazy idea you didn't get to use into one banger of an escapade. I could tell they had fun with this one. I really enjoyed this series. Thanks for bringing it to us. Well, uh, thanks so much, Eric. I'm glad you enjoyed the episode and the series. Now let's go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Joey. Joey been one of our Patreon supporters since June of 2019, currently supporting the show at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thanks so much for your support, Joey. That'll actually do it for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please rate and review it wherever you download your podcast from. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Dangerous Assignment. But join us back here tomorrow for Philo Vance, where... Uh, oh, by the way, Vance, there was a woman in my office to see me this morning. Uh-oh. Quite an old woman. Her son had disappeared. From what I gathered, he was a good boy who met a wrong crowd. She was terribly worried. That's one of the things you can always depend upon a mother to do. Worry. Did you turn it over to the Missing Persons Bureau? Yes, but they haven't uncovered anything. Oh, well, I don't imagine we should concern ourselves with it. After all, it is a beautiful day. I wonder where my shot landed. Our caddy is standing down the fairway a bit. One of us is there, no doubt. Probably both of us. Both shots were headed in the same direction. We'll see. Oh, by the way, Vance, this is a course you've never played before. There's a stream running through the fairway about 300 yards from the tee. That should be about 100 yards from where our shot landed. Water hazard in the middle of the course, eh? Definitely unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Natural hazard, I believe. But a good brassy shot will carry it over onto the green. Well, here we are. And both together, as I imagined. Uh, boy, Brassy, please. Yes, sir, here you are. Thank you. There's water about 100 yards down, sir. So Mr. Markham was telling me. Water comes from Lake Ralph. We go ice skating there in the wintertime. Boy, fun. So I'd imagine. Swimming in summer, skating in winter. Oh, not much swimming, Mr. Vance. A couple of boats and ducks in the lake all the time. Funniest ducks you ever saw. What's funny about them? Well, this morning I seen them on my way here. They got red feet. Red feet, eh? Yeah. That is strange. Well, here goes a try with this Brassy. Hope I get enough carry with it. I'm betting on you. <laughs> well, thanks for your confidence. There it goes. A beauty, Vance. Now, if I can only duplicate that shot. If I were you, I would, Markham. Principally because this is the last hole we'll have time to play. Nonsense. We're playing all day. I don't think you'll want to play after what I have to tell you. Oh, what is it, Vance? You see, in the event that the missing Eddie Macon was stabbed, I think I know where his body is. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.